Hello, and welcome to What's Your Major? The journey between what you thought you needed to know and where you are now. My name is Robert Joel, and I just have conversations with folks about what they studied or concentrated on while in school. And then we talk about whether what they learned in school led them, if it led them along their intended path, or if they went off in different directions, and what impact that had on getting them to where they are now. We are brought to you by Culture Change Coaching for groups, organizations, and individuals. You can find them on LinkedIn. I'm glad to welcome to the show a friend of mine. I believe we've known each other, I want to say, about 10 to 15 years. We've done some professional work together, too. Helped me with some charitable work that I was doing. Please welcome to the show, Paul Klosterman. Hey, Paul. Hey, how we doing? Doing real good. How's it by you? I am well, thank you. So if you wouldn't mind, just give us a 30-second introduction to who's Paul Klosterman. Okay, sure. Uh, well, Paul Klosterman's the name. I live in Illinois, the, the Midwest, just outside St. Louis. Uh, I have a wife, a couple kids, a CFO of a not-for-profit organization in Breeze, Illinois. It's kind of where I'm at these days. I'm a CPA and I, I have a master's degree in business administration as well. Ran through the the, uh, the CPA track as, as most of us do. I did the public accounting thing for a while, the audit, the audit trail and uh, tax work and all that as well. So I, I like to keep busy with that. Big, big fan of sports and I have a lot of hobbies, interests. I do some music and stuff, some theater. Um, actually wrote a book not too long ago, and I'm working on another one, fiction. Of late, I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart with my daughter. She just got one of those Nintendo Switches for her birthday, so that's kept me pretty busy as well. Now I'm, I'm pretty happy at this uh, this not-for-profit, and well, that's, that's the long and short of it, I guess. Thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself. You've had a journey of learning, and it appears at, at a lot of uh, the checkoff points there, it's related to what you do professionally or certainly with your personal interests as well. So let's go back to when you were, what, a straight-A student in high school, I assume. Modest straight-A. Yeah. Many, <laughs> mostly A's, yeah. Paul is extremely intelligent. Also really good at trivia. So if trivial <laughs> knowledge is what you seek, definitely reach out to Paul. That has gotten me absolutely nowhere in life, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Alex Trebek, I, I didn't get on Jeopardy before he passed away and that was, you know, really sad. I I heard he did a message on one of the recent ones. Uh, he had recorded a message and I, I need to check that out. This is being recorded before Christmas and his last episode is on Christmas. I am going to be sure to not miss that. I definitely want to. Uh-huh. Great man. Great man. Yeah. So you're in high school and you're thinking about what your interests and what you care about enough to actually study on a full-time basis and maybe work on. What were you thinking at that time? Well, straight out of high school, I, I think my major, I, you know, I was pretty well undeclared until, until I graduated college, probably. I think my, my first major actually was business management, I want to say. I. I dabbled in political science for a while. I landed on eventually my my first bachelor's degree was in was a, a double 
double major bachelor's degree of arts in um, history and music, both history and music. Um, so I did, you know, a lot of research writing, a lot of reading. Music was kind of like for fun, I guess. I had a lot of credits and they, they said, well, if you get, you know, these three more classes or whatever, you can just have a double major. I'm like, man, that sounds cool. Let's do that. But you can do a lot before you ever get to college to kind of get your way through college. Like the high school I went to now, I mean, you can you can graduate that high school and um, pretty much be done with the year of college, I think, at, at this point in time. When I was there, it was more like a couple of collegiate courses were available, but now it's, it's, it's pretty crazy how many they can actually leave with. Uh, finishing up those degrees, where are you in life? Where, where are you headed? So I had uh, graduated with uh, the Bachelor of Arts in the History and Music. As history majors tend to do, you either become a teacher or you go to law school. I think those are kind of your, your primary avenues. I'm sure many others are taken as well. And the history degree was kind of inching me towards law school. So I kind of started peeking at law school. And I was at the Southern Illinois University of Carbondale at the time. So I was kind of exploring that particular law school. They offered a double degree, basically. You could get a JD and an MBA at the same time. Master of Business Administration, along with a Juris Doctor, you know, concurrently. And I think it was like a four-year program. So I'm exploring that, and then I kind of decide, I don't really know if I want to do law school at this point in time. I even sat for the LSAT. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just do the MBA instead. So I decide I do the GMAT, the other, the, you know, the business school uh, entry exam. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And actually in life, my, my wife and I, we'd gotten married right after we both finished with our bachelor's degrees. So we're fresh 21-year-olds, both with bachelor's degrees and both entering graduate school. Then I, then I graduated with that, finding my way into the workforce at that point in time and landing in an accounting office, basically, with a small newspaper publisher working there. And I kind of decided, man, I, I like this accounting stuff. So I go back to school and finish up my accounting degree, Bachelor of Science in Accounting, and then go do my CPA as well. So it was, it's been a strange path, I think. I did bachelor's, then I did master's, then I did bachelor's again, then I find myself taking the CPA exam. Yeah, that's that's where I landed through all my schooling. I like school. I always have. Sometimes our pocketbook is a little, little <laughs> hindered because of it as well, I think, because, you know, school costs money usually. <laughs> One of my good friends, our, a shared friend of ours, Lois Kellerman, the first accounting job I actually had was with her. She was she was the lead accounting HR person at this this newspaper publishing company, and she needed a, a, a sidekick in there, and that's actually kind of what got me started in accounting. And while I was working there with her in our little a little town, I actually did my accounting study. I walked to the park during lunches and studied for for my classes. So shout out to her. She actually kind of kicked me on the path. Have you ever? taken the time to think about what is it about accounting other than obviously you have a skill for it um, that drives you to do it on a daily basis to pursue it on your own to give up other things for it uh, is there something about it that you think speaks to you that might speak to someone else that is kind of trying to find their way right now it's just such a broad discipline that really and that was kind of when I was doing my MBA as well. I, I like I like the breadth of 
business administration because you're 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 playing in the fields of marketing and you're playing in the fields of human resources and you know you're touching all these different things economics finance and accounting of course and even even as you drive down into the field of accounting there's just it's endless everybody needs accountants from not-for-profit organizations to the government to any level private sector entities as well the breadth of the the discipline of accounting is is pretty substantial as well tax laws just change all the time and the field of accounting kind of has to change with them <laughs> the tax laws have to keep us on our toes as accountants um, constant learning i have to have a certain level of continuing professional education as well to to maintain my certification so that that fits me fits me pretty well as a as a person just the fact I, I have to learn to, to maintain. So um, it's, it's beyond wanting to learn, it's having to learn. That's is um, kind of a, it's a nice fit for me. In my current position, I, I am also beyond accounting. It's, it is a little bit of human resources. It is a little bit of IT management. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And that's, that's good for me as well. It just allows me to, you know, tip my toe in a lot of different, um, a lot of different ponds. There's not ever going to be a time where you're going to be bored because if you get bored in the field of auditing or the field of tax, you can always open the other door and do that for a while. If you get bored doing government accounting or cost accounting or not-for-profit accounting, you can always go into the, the private sector or vice versa. You know, there's, there's always a door if you're bored in one, you can always open a different one. For a, for a while there, I was actually a, the treasurer of a church. When you're an accountant, when you're a CPA, these, these, different, uh, these different local groups tend to find you as far as, would you like to be on the board and be on the finance committee? I'm currently on the church's finance committee and the par parish council, and I'm currently on my high school, my, the high school I graduate, I'm on their school board and I'm uh, the chair of their finance committee currently, you know, they just kind of find you and it keeps you, it keeps you busy and it's, it keeps you. You also have a little bit of experience in different types of organizations. Maybe you can speak to that for just um, a minute. I've done a lot of different things with various not-for-profits, mostly, mostly, um, you know, volu volunteer stuff. Community theater in town, I was very involved in that on their board directors for a while. My high school, very involved with that. And you know that's a, a, a sort of not-for-profit as well. And my church, a privately held uh, for-profit. Um, prior to that, I was uh, at a couple of years. I was in a um, getting getting that opportunity to really build those skills up was was a, a great residual effect of of working in that that sort of cost accounting meets financial accounting setting, which is kind of where I was at. Wearing a couple different hats there. And then, you know, prior to that, I was working in a, in in an actual CPA firm, a small one. So I was doing doing both the audit side and the tax side. On our side of the Mississippi River, it's it, you, you wear different hats when you're in a CPA firm. Like if I would cross the river ever, I would probably have to say, "All right, I'm a tax accountant now," and that's going to be it. It doesn't really work as well for me because I like the the consistent changing i like wearing the different hats that cpa firm was a great spot for me to kind of start my cpa injury you get so much nice experience there especially in the audit side understanding the governments because every government entity needs needs to have an audit generally speaking 
that's where you're going to gain a lot of that good experience. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Parks and Recreation show. Leslie, Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler, her husband in the show eventually, Ben Wyatt. That's that's actually probably more more predicative of <laughs> the the accountant than than most other representations. That's that's a pretty good explanation. They're sort of tight collar, but he's he's a pretty good representation. Well, I so. would think most media representations are an exaggeration, and I'm sure not just with uh, accountants, right? It's true, very true. much in the box linear thinking it's either right or it's wrong and right um i'm sure part of what is attractive about the field to you is that there there are shades of gray and there are there's cause and effect and, and all sorts of things well you can't call it audit trail or paper trail it's it's a lot of puzzles and you you get to help figure out some of those puzzles right i think the like the fbi or the, those sorts of agencies hire accountants a lot for forensic accounting you know it's kind of the yeah the hot ticket for a while there and a lot of those agencies are kind of attracted to the 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 piecing together mindset of an accountant the ability to to backtrack from point c all the way back to point a um, yeah and yeah that's kind of what auditing is and of course my current current position at my my actual job is a not-for-profit the challenges for not-for-profits, I think, are pretty consistently how are we going to, you know, maintain our finances while currently, you know, while maintaining our mission statement as well. Because every not-for-profit is primarily mission-driven. Paying the bills is, is a big part of the mission, but it's it's not unique to not-for-profits, but I think it is kind of like the standard trait of, of not-for-profits. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you really want to put out there? Every discipline that I've studied, history and music, you know, they're all beneficial in the end. I, you know, if I didn't study that, I don't think I'd be as successful in my ability to, to written communication, research. You know, everybody's a great Google researcher at this point in time. But, you know, as a history major, there's a little more to it than that. And yeah. I think that has really benefited me throughout my professional and personal life. I wrote a fiction book, and I think I probably don't do that if I'm not a history major and just kind of like writing. I'm writing another one now and it's it's even more, oh yeah, this guy was definitely a history major. It's going to have more of that feel to it because there's a lot of referential stuff there's in it. There's tons of research uh, to a good book. Tons. Yeah. Even my music degree, while probably not as impactful on my everyday life, I still do a lot of music on the side which does kind of keep me grounded i'm i'm picking up the guitar more these days playing some piano on the side and uh do a lot of different singing and and then of course that probably helps me as a parent as well because my daughter's into piano now she's playing piano and she's gonna start playing saxophone in a year probably and she likes playing guitar too so you know that's 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 important stuff that's helps you not only in your personal life but in your professional life to to be able to keep grounded um, with something like music an outlet i think right. everybody needs an outlet so while my first bachelor of arts degree may not be as um impactful in my professional life at this point they're pretty important as keeping paul Klosterman in the human kind of grounded and a broad base one of the underlying themes of, of this conversation and every conversation is that we are not our jobs, right? And so the benefits yep. of an education, the purpose of an education is not to get a job, right? 
to learn some skills, to have some experiences, right. and and those are far-reaching beyond our, our nine-to-five selves, right? So, right. It sounds like you're saying your formation, your education, even on the path to MBA and CPA, worth it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. And you know, even the, even just the notion of of intelligence or whatnot, I I don't know if anybody's preternaturally intelligent until they utilize that intelligence to gain an education or gain some sort of knowledge. I think intelligence is really the capacity to learn more than it is just a preternatural, you know, ethic in our in our bones. So right, you're not born knowing things. Yeah, right. There's something to be said there, too. Much to my wife's chagrin, I'm, I'm probably not done learning. And, you know, it's it's I feel I'm, I'm only 35 right now. I got some good years left to to do some more educating. You're a great absorber of knowledge and applier of knowledge. Do you also see yourself as a sharer, as, you know, a teacher someday or something? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that's actually something I've I've done over the course of the years as well. I've, I've taught six years directing um, musicals at different high schools. And then I've also done some adjunct work at the collegiate level. I, you know, let's see, I taught a, a sports finance class for you know, three or so years at a, on an adjunct basis, which I really enjoyed. Eh, this is fun. I like doing this once a week, going to the campus and teaching a college course. I did sub-teach a lot while I was while I was getting my MBA. I That was one of the things I, I was kind of, you know, paying the bills with. Of course, I also had like a graduate assistantship at that time. So that, that helped as well. But I also taught a stats class online. Kind of interesting right now. The uh, Everybody's kind of talking about statistics a lot right now with, uh, with uh, the coronavirus issue. I, ironically, the stats, stats, stats class that I taught was an online format primarily of of nurses, people in the medical profession. So I'm, I'm almost kind of tempted to go back and find that textbook and see what we were talking about at the time and see how it's being applied in the medical community right now. So a lot of those nurses are probably in the field and maybe maybe they're taking some of those stats and saying, oh, I remember this from when that guy taught me this online way back when. Yeah. I, I hope so. It's been helpful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, well, that's why we, we do it, so, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that's another thing that kind of not that I'm not busy enough with all the different, you know, things I do, but it is is something that's, um, I think it keeps me, um, it keeps me challenged and it keeps, keeps my brain going, um, in the right direction by being able to not only learn, but like you said, teach, express to others what you have learned. I, I think it's a good, it's a good thing to do. I don't really ever intend to probably do that like on a full-time basis, but I, I'll probably go back and do some more adjuncting at the collegiate level here here in the not too distant future if i were to if i were to guess yeah we may have we may have more more learning on my behalf you know sometime <laughs> soon again much to my wife my wife jill who uh the host here knows very very well she'll probably get pretty frustrated with me when i bring that topic up again <laughs> <laughs> she always does i think she thinks it's her turn to go back to school she likes learning as well no and, doubt uh, she does I think she thinks it's her turn to go back because it was my turn last time and nobody's complaining, I don't think, but. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story and thank for you. sharing your knowledge. Uh, it's been great talking to you. It's been a while. We should do this more frequently and, and not record it. <laughs> <laughs> 
do give my best to your lovely wife and family. Yes, and you as well. Extended family. Yeah, thank you very much. So let's just wrap this up here. I want to thank Paul Klosterman for sharing his journey from undergraduate studies in, in history and the arts and music to his MBA and, and CPA days and, and all the good that he's doing for his local community, uh, especially with a lot of not-for-profits but also the depth of experience that, that he's had and will continue to have, not just gathering, but also sharing. So thank you, Paul. I'm Robert Joel. This has been What's Your Major? Uh, we are brought to you by Culture Change Coaching for groups, organizations, and individuals. You can find them on LinkedIn. Thank you all for listening. This is What's Your Major? And we will talk to you next time.